One more time. Welcome to the True North Church podcast, where we gather to explore faith, find inspiration, and strengthen our spiritual connection. At True North, we exist to help people navigate through the oceans of life in the direction that lands at the heart of God. Each week, we'll dive into meaningful discussions, share uplifting stories, and delve into the teachings that guide our lives. Whether you're a longtime member or a first-time listener, we're grateful to have you join us on this journey. So, let's embark on this episode of Faith, Community, and Discovery together. Hallelujah. He's in the room. Amen. I love it when he's in the room. I love it whenever, whatever space I'm in, I, could, I can sense him. I can sense him. I don't know about you, but I, I, I kind of understand why my kids want me to put them to sleep at night. You know, uh, when it's time to put the boys to bed, they will fight. They will wrestle. They don't want to go to bed. They don't want to go to sleep because they've had too much fun being awake. But when it's time to go to sleep, they want, they want me sitting in the room with them. And, you know, most time I'm like, ah. One part of my head's like, I got all, I got these, I got this to do, got this to do, need to do this, need to do this. 4 a.m. as Kelsey threw, you know, as Kelsey didn't throw somebody on the cloud. 4 a.m. 4, 4 a.m. comes early. And I'm like, you know, and, and, you know, when I'm sitting with the boys, the, you know, especially the oldest one, whatever questions that he didn't have throughout the day, now they now they come all right there. Hey, Daddy, what about this? Da, 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 da. What about this? How does this work? How does da, da, da. well? Da, da, da. Where do they live? I don't know where they live. You know all these different things, but ultimately he desires for either his mother or his father to be in the room with them. And all three boys, they just, they they sleep better, knowing that we was there to usher them into sleep. And as inconvenient as it is for me. A part, of, a part of me had to, I've started to having to reshift my heart and reshift how I view things. But in that moment, I realized that, hey, before they, before they go off to dream, dream world, the last thing that they want to see is the one that they come from. The last thing that they want to see is the one that they share DNA with. The last thing that gives them comfort is the one that they share the same blood like. Now, we, we sang that earlier, Abba, and that's the Hebrew word for father. And, and whenever I see it, I, I, if I read it in the Bible, I, I hear it just like that. When I, when I read it, I don't just say Abba, Father, or Abba, God, when I'm reading in the Bible. I, I hear it as Abba, Father, and Abba, God. There's, there, there, there's, there's a level of peace that you can function in when he's in the room. There is a level of peace that, that lowers that blood pressure when he's in the room. There is a level, and Lindsay, what's so special about peace? Peace is the one thing that the world cannot give you. The world can't give you peace. It, it, can, it can give you an alternate version. It can give you prescription after prescription. I'm not saying anything's wrong with prescription. Don't, don't, please don't take that. What I'm saying is what the world tries to, what the world tries to imitate. The authenticator. The authenticator, a.k.a. Abba God. He gives it freely. He gives it freely. 
And there is, there is a level of peace that you can operate in. You can, you, can, you can work your job in this level of peace. You can go to the grocery store in this level of peace. You can drive your car in this level of peace when he is with you. And guess what? The Bible says that he wants to be with you all the time. In fact, Jesus, you know, Jesus made us that promise. He said, hey, I will be with you even to the ends of the earth. You know, I think we've always looked at that promise wrong. I think we've always looked at it as, all right, God said he's going to be with me versus, you know, think, imagine, you know, imagine that one person that, you know, you make friends with and they never leave you alone. They're always calling you, always trying to see where you're going and they're hanging out. Even if you don't tell them, I don't know if you've ever had that before. You know, you don't tell them you're going, hey, hey, we about to, hey, we're all about to go up. Don't tell so-and-so because, you know, they, they're going to come and they're going to talk and we're going to hang out for 12 hours. The restaurant going to be closed. They're still going to be talking. Jesus, when he made that promise, he's like, hey, guess what? I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you so much you can't get rid of me. You're going to think you can go to the highest mountain, and guess what? There I am. You're going to try to go to the lowest valley. You're going to get deep in your, in your pettiness and deep in your insecurity and deep in your woe is me, and guess what? There I am. Why? Because I desire to be with you. Oh, I just want to be with you. In Hebrews, it says that the covenant that God made with you and me and all of us, he made this covenant, which was, I will be their God. Woo! I will be their God. And he said, and they will be my people. Guess what? You are called to be his, and he's called to be yours. That's, That's the relationship we get. That's the friendship we get. So at the end of the day where you're like, man, I just can't be around people. Jesus is like, okay, that's cool. I'm going to be around you. I can't be around human beings. I'm superhuman. That's okay. I'm excluded from that. And he be, he's with us. But, but I want you to make the most of that, of that opportunity, especially tomorrow, especially today when we leave. And, you know, like, okay, what do I do now? Hey, you know what, Lord? I know I got this, 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 and I, I got a bunch of chores I got to do when I leave here and, and work on this and this and get ready for the work week. But, Lord, I, I know I got all this, Lord, but, hey, Jesus, I thank you you're with me. Lord, I thank you in the room. Lord, I thank, Father God, as I fold these clothes, as I go uh, put gas in the car, as I go out to eat, as I go to Walmart and try to avoid people so I can get my groceries and get out and, and pray that uh, all the lanes are open so it's just a smooth transition. Lord, as I'm doing all these things, I thank you you are with me. I thank you you're with me. And it's not that we have to thank him to get him. No, he's with us. He is with us. I'm so excited. Amen. Amen. God is good. Look at somebody near you say, I'm so excited that I just can't hide it. (laughs) That you are in the room. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to pray one more time. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for being. Lord, just thank you for being our everything. Lord, there's not just one label that we can pin on you, Lord. We just have to, Lord, you you fall under the umbrella of everything because you do everything for us, Lord, and through us, Lord. It's in you we live and we move and we have our existence, Lord. Lord, I thank you you what you've already sown. Lord, it doesn't stop here. We don't move away from you, Lord. We move with you. Lord, I thank you, Father God. Every heart in this room, it is fertile soil for you to deposit the right type of seeds. Lord, like you said in John 15, 16, that the right type of seeds that produce the right type of fruit that bear in all seasons. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, 
my strength. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen and amen. Uh, you know, uh, for uh, all the older parents in the room or if you've ever been around a child or anything like that, you know, uh, we, if, has anybody ever seen the Lego sets? You know, everybody, most everybody's familiar with the, the Lego sets. I remember as a kid, you know, Legos, it was, you know, I don't know how much it cost back then, but it was a frequent toy I got. And I was, I was good with it. The way I worked, the way my mind was back then, I had all the patience in the world to do these Legos. As an adult, when the boy's like, hey, Dad, you want to build this Lego? I'm like... Uh, go, what's mommy doing? What's, you know, where's, where's mommy at? Yeah, 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 well, go see what mommy's doing, you know? <laughs> you got two parents, you know, go, you know, you know, this, you know, this one's kind of, ah, but there, there's another opportunity called mommy, you know, and you just go see it, and then mommy be like, hey, what's your daddy doing? And, you know, it's funny, sometimes, you know, like, they'll come back, daddy, mommy said that you got to build this, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's build it. And one of the frustrations about building it, and it's, it's not just the Lego set, but anything. You know, if you, if you buy furniture from Walmart or Target or Ikea and, you know, you pull it out of the box, you know, they never load up the finished product in your car. Amen. They load up the unassembled product. You know, if you go to, uh, if you go to the co-op and, and get, you know, seeds, flower seeds or fruit seeds, vegetable seeds, they never load up an already ready, you know, orange or grapes in your thing, or lemons, or strawberries, or tomatoes. You know, if you want that, you got to go to Walmart to buy that. But if you, if you want the seeds, you know, they're not going to load up the finished product. No, they're going to give you the unfinished product. And, you know, it, it's the same as with the puzzle. I remember there's this one puzzle that still exists in Dre's closet. I won't, I won't dodge, you know, who's on the puzzle. But it was the, it's probably one of the biggest puzzles we ever put together. You remember that? And I remember I would get so frustrated, I, you know, because it's, it's not looking like the picture on the box. You know, anytime you buy something like that, the finished product is printed, printed on the box. The seed packet, you know, the, printed, uh, the flowers that, you know, the type of seeds that you're about to plant, they, it's printed on the packet. You know, the puzzle, the, the finished product, it's printed on the box. I remember getting so frustrated, you know, I'm like, I'm literally taking my fist and like trying to drive in these puzzle pieces. Mom, like, no, it doesn't go there. See, and she point back to the picture on the box. <laughs> you know, for every believer, every uh, born again believer, Jesus, he is our picture on the box. He's our picture on the box. We, are, we, we live this life, and the goal or, or what we're supposed to look like, who we're supposed to look like, is Jesus. Amen? Amen? We said it a few weeks ago that, you know, we are in planting season. God has declared over this collective that it's planting season. You know, if you have a Bible, we're going to start out in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 18, and the CSB, and then we'll, we'll jump to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, and we might do, we might do Colossians 3. But if you're taking notes, today we're going to be talking about the picture on the box. And we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 18. Now, some of this may be, may be reviewed for some of y'all because we, we've read over this before. But <clears throat> I really feel like the Lord just wants to remind us what we're, who we're supposed to look like. Amen? Amen. You know, because if it's planting season, we need to have an understanding of, okay, what's, what, what, what's God planting in me? What, what's the finished product supposed to look like? What the work that he's doing in me? Well, spoiler alert, the finished product looks like Jesus. Amen? Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, Paul says this. He says, since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness. 
We are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from gazing steadily until the end of the glory of what was being set aside. But their minds were hardened, for to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Some of y'all know this scripture. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. Freedom. Verse 18 Here's what Paul has to say. He says, we all, somebody say me. me. So we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord. And we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the spirit. Amen. Amen. I love this because there's a famous worship song we sung before, but you know, he takes us from glory to glory. Amen. So I need you to imagine that you are a packet of seeds. Imagine that you are the packet of seeds or imagine that you are a puzzle and, the, and, the, and the, Jesus is the picture on the packet or Jesus is the picture on the puzzle. He's the picture on the box. Who, we, who uh, the Holy Spirit is making us to be, who he is transforming us to be like is Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, as born again believers, there is no veil that covers our face that hinders us from seeing God rightly. There's nothing that hinders us from seeing God rightly. And we've said it before, but uh, right believing hinges on seeing Jesus rightly. You believe Jesus right, it's because you see him right. And see, when we believe right, we live right. When you believe right, you live right. You don't fall for the traps of the enemy. You don't fall for those phone calls where you know when somebody, when you see their number, you know that all they got to say is nothing but negativity. Or you know that when you see that one person across the way, you're like, oh, here they come. And instead of giving in, no, like when they approach, you, you, you got the joy of the Lord to the point that it's oozing out and it gets on to them. Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus is, when we, when we believe him rightly, we see him right. It's because we see him rightly. And when we see him rightly, we are living rightly. Amen. And I love this because, you know, now that we have unveiled faces, we can gaze upon the Lord. We talked about that before, but there's so much in just the fact that you and I, we get to gaze upon the Lord. But Paul said that we gaze upon the Lord as in a mirror. Transformation happens. Now, I've said it before, but the new translation was written in Greek. The old translation was written in Hebrew. And I've talked about the importance of it before. I won't get too much into it. But whenever you're reading the Bible, I encourage you to say, if you, gotta, if you have a little extra time, just take, just take one verse at a time and, and, and look it up in the Greek and look it up in the Hebrew. Because where this says transfer, transformation happens, the word that they use is metamorpho. Metamorpho. Does that sound familiar? It should because it's where we get the word metamorphosis. So when Paul says that when we look in the in the at, when we look upon the mirror and the mirror is the word of God, when we look upon the word of God, transformation happens. Transformation happens. What, what kind of transformation? Image and likeness. It awakens within you. It awakens within you. See, whenever I'm hanging out with Kelly, like yesterday, Kelsey took Keenan with her to Walmart. And so it's just me, Kellen, and, and, and Cohen. And, you know, uh, by, by, uh, within five or by the end of the day yesterday, 
we're playing Uno and stuff like that. And, and, and every, I noticed that everything that I was wanting to do, my oldest son was wanting to do it. And, you know, we had the baby. He was kind of occupied, so he was good. But why, why, was he, why was he registering with his dad? Okay, everything dads do, I want to do. I mean, down to the fact that the gum I was chewing. Oh, Lord, I, I'll have to tell you all later. He was cracking me up. We, you know, Daddy, I want to, Daddy, can't, well, maybe, you know, maybe I could chew that same kind of gum. And, you know, maybe I'll start winning because I was winning pretty good. I was, I was cleaning them out, cleaning the house in some Uno. Like, ain't that, you know, every melting for himself. Sorry, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. Uh, and maybe I could chew that type of gum, and maybe I'll have some luck. I'm like, but it ain't the gum, you know. But sure, if you want a piece, I'm just going to tell you. So I gave him a piece. <laughs> and, you know, my, to us adults, you know, it's, it's regular, you know, mint. You know, he took, he, he started chewing. He's like, whoo. He's like, is that peppermint? I said, no, it's not peppermint. It's, 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 uh, it's regular gum. I said, it's adult gum. You know, you're used to that little bubblicious. This is adult gum. And as he's playing the game, he, you know, he's looking at cards, and you just see, you know, putting the, woo. I said, buddy, you want to spit it out? No, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. I said, okay, buddy. You want some water? Yeah, it's good. I said, okay, buddy. You, you're my. Yes. <laughs> And, and I, I told him, I said, but hey, you're not alone. Daddy's been there. I remember when I was a kid, the first time your great-grandpa, my grandpa, he gave me big red gum when we was at Keys Chapel one time on a Wednesday night. Gave me some big red gum, and I thought my mouth was on fire. I was crying. My cousin Shree was like, you okay? I was like, uh-uh. No, I'm not. <laughs> And uh, so when I told him that story, once again, another thing that registered with him. But he wanted to do everything that I was doing because he had spent time with me and there was something within him that unlocked. See, when we spend time with our Heavenly Father, because we come from him, because he's our Abba, there's something that awakens within us the more we spend time with him. See, the more I spent time with Kellen and vice versa, he started to act and sound like me. And, and better yet, he started taking the same interest that I took. And even this morning, he said, Daddy, do you got some more of that adult gum? I said, buddy, you are not getting some adult gum first thing in the morning. <laughs> I said, but you know what? I'll hook you up later. He woke up the next day desiring the same thing that his father desires. See, when we spend time with the Lord, see, you become like Jesus when you behold Jesus. See, behold, to, to become like him is to behold him. Lindsay, how do we behold him? We look upon him. Well, uh, Lindsay, I, I, we can't see him face to face. No, we can't see him face to face, but we can open up the Bible and we can look at the Gospels and see what he did, see how he interacted, see how he loved, see how he forgave. But then also when you get good with that, you can even open up the Old Testament and see and look at the different stories and see how does this how does this show me about Jesus? How does the fact that Daniel being a lion's den, what does that remind me about Jesus? It reminds me that Jesus, who he said that he will never leave us or forsake us, that means that he will go into the pit, whatever pit of misery that we're in, and shut the mouth of everything that's trying to devour you. How can I look at the, how can I look at the Red Sea being split and be reminded of Jesus? Well, I can look and be reminded that Jesus is the one that will split even the high waters that show that I cannot go further than where I am right now. He will go and split it and create Create me a path in the wilderness. Amen. When we look at him, when we behold him, we become more like him. We, we become more patient. We become more trusting. We become less petty. Oh, I'm talking to myself. 
We, 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 we have less road rage when we're, when we're beholding him. Oh, I'll trust. Listen, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all noticed the, the brand new sign. I'm, we're so thankful for that. But when I was when I was uh, getting the materials, I didn't think about bringing it back to Letson. I just picked it up from Home Depot. You know, I got I got off early Friday. I'm like, oh, Lord, thank you so much. You know, I'm going to go to Home Depot, get all the stuff. And uh, and uh, 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 Dakota gave me all the all the things, and I was like, "All right, Lord, you know I don't know how to talk carpenter jingo and all that. So, Lord, I need you to connect me with somebody that could just see this and do 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 And so I found somebody. He said, "How am I help you?" I said, "Hey, buddy." I said, "Don't laugh." I said, "I ain't even gonna tell you to pretend like I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't. I don't, but I believe you do. I mean, I was putting faith in this guy." <laughs> I literally said, that. "I said, but I believe you do." I said, "I showed him my phone. I said, this is what I need." He said, "He said." Okay, and he pulled out his phone, took a picture. He said, follow me. I said, oh, I'm going to follow you. He said, yeah, I followed him. He said, all right, I need you to go get the, the long kind of cart and then meet me at Isle or Bay 9. I said, bet, Bay 9. So I go out there. I said, you ain't got to tell me twice. I go get the long cart. I come back out there, Bay 9. He's ready, waiting on me. He loads everything up. He's looking at all the, all the things. And he even got a couple things that I forgot that were on the list. He said, all right, you ready to go. I said, I said, this is everything, and we went through it. He said, yep, that's it, man. You ready to go check out? And unless you want something, I said, no, that's it. All right. You know, so I go check out. I'm, you know, I'm singing praises. I'm thinking of scripture. I'm like, man, Lord, it's just a good day. The birds are singing when I walk out home. I'm great until I get to the truck, and I'm like, oh, wait. Uh, I got to load this up. I said, I got a 30-minute drive. I said, I'm on band drive on a Friday at primetime traffic. I said, and y'all know me, I, the speed limit is more of a suggestion, you know. You, you, you know, this is what you need, this is what you can be at. You know, don't go any lower, but this, this is the baseline right here. And I'm like, Lord, I ain't going to be able to go to the speed limit with this, or I'm going to have to go just the speed limit with this. So, I, you know, shoving in there, and I, I can show y'all a picture later, but literally half of it's hanging out, but I got it strapped down and strapped over, strapped over, strapped, and here I am, turn the flashes on from my old male days, and I just... All right, Lord, we're going to do the speed limit. <sighs> and I'm dreading. And I'm like, Lord, you know, just, Lord, don't let me get too upset. And uh, I'm like, well, maybe I, maybe I just need to, you know, I'll, 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 keep a, I'll keep a check on it in the rear view, make sure everything looks good. But let me, let me, just, let me just, you know, try to distract my mind. And I put on some preaching. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not feeling this. I, I just, you know, Lord, let me just talk to you a little bit. And we're talking about different things back and forth. And before I realize it, I'm coming up the bypass, and I was like, oh, Jesus, I look in the room, I said, everything's, I said, okay, Lord, that wasn't so bad, that wasn't so bad, beholding him, watch this, beholding him, what you naturally tend to to go to, what you naturally tend to lean on, he'll take you the opposite direction, where your emotions normally lean, he'll literally take you the opposite direction, when we behold him, when we, when we seek upon him, when we read his word, when we spend time with him, when we give him time of the day, and it wasn't like it was like a holy, a holy moment in the truck. No, it was just me driving the truck in my work boots, still covered in dirt from work, and me just saying, "Okay, Lord, let, let me let me just let, let's just talk a little bit. Let, let's, Lord, hey, here's this time. Here's this twenty minutes that I got from you know Home Depot all the way back. To, Lord, here's this time. What do you want to talk about? Lord, what do you want to show me? Lord, do I need correction? Show me where I missed it." Give me the grace to fix it. Amen? Amen. 
When we look at the mirror, which is the word of God, when we look upon Jesus, we, we, the, the, the image and likeness, it awakens within us. Amen. You know, one of my favorite things when all three boys were born, and I, you know, uh, I, I pray that couples experience this. And as far as I know, they still do this, but, you know, I remember when I'll just use Kellen's. Uh, and I remember, I think it was Kellen or was it Cohen? Or it might have been Keenan. Which one was born and the blood pressure was a little higher and the heart rate was a little higher? Kellen, yes. All right, it was Kellen. I don't know why I was thinking it was Keenan or Cohen. But I remember when Kellen was born, the thing that they, they, they did with us that I think they still do is called Golden Hour. And you've probably heard me talk about this. And I love Golden Hour. And before, before uh, they explained to us what Golden Hour was, I wasn't somebody that just walked around the shirt or walked around the house with my shirt off. I did in college because it was just me by myself. I did it to save money because I didn't run the AC. I was, you know, college kids just trying to make ends meet. But, you know, the Lord blessed me, got married. I said, like, all right, we got two checks coming in, so we can afford a little AC now. All right, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I remember they said, you know, as they're explaining golden hour, I said, okay, what you're going to do is we're going to leave you alone with your child for an hour. And in my head, I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, uh, you just gave this to me. Like, you, what, hey, y'all, y'all need to service it. Come on, like, what's, what's going on? You can't just, you just, uh-uh, you can't do that. And they're explaining it in the Lamaze class. And what the golden hour was, you know, they would give, they would leave you alone with the baby for an hour. And it would be a dedicated time for skin-to-skin time. Or like they put him in a diaper, they wrap him, but then like uh, I would, as a dad, I would have my shirt off and let his skin touch my skin. And what that would do, it would regulate his heartbeat and it would regulate his blood pressure and all these different things. And his body temperature. And of course, when they're explaining this in the moth class, in my head, y'all know it worked out. I was like, ooh, that'll preach. I was like, you mean to tell me? And I didn't fully understand. And then when it happened, and, you know, they talked about how some of the things were a little uh, elevated or whatever. So, you know, Kelsey held him. Held him. She did the uh, skin to skin. And then it was finally when it was my turn. I remember just this, this, little, this little blessing. I remember just putting him right there. And I just remember him shake a little bit. And then all of a sudden he went... And I was like, I just began to cry. I said, whew. I said, there's something about where he came from that regulates everything in his body. There's something about the presence of God that regulates your mind. There's something about the presence of God that regulates your emotions. And when your heart feels like a ship at the sea, there's something about spending time with him and him reminding you that you are not an isle or you're not a ship stuck off in sea. You are not by yourself. You are not the only one going through what you're going through. There's something about being in his presence. There's something about beholding him that will regulate and calm everything. Amen. See, we forget he's the one that calmed the seas just as speaking at the seas. He calmed the storms just as speaking at the storms. What happens when we say, hey, God, this, I have this storm going in my life. I give you permission to come in. What's he going to do? He's going to speak to that storm and he's going to calm it. What's he going to do when the seas are rough and pushing against us and pushing us into a direction that is the opposite of him? He's going to pull you right back. I heard a minister say he was out and about and he ran into this other, you know, uh, more, more trendy minister. And they was talking about, you know, hey, we saw you have a church and, you know, you know, what, you know, what kind of style do you preach? We lean this way and we, and, you know, but everybody leans this way. And the preacher said that, you know, before he answered, he asked the Holy Spirit, said, Holy Spirit, can I do it? And the Holy Spirit said, oh, you can do it. And I was like, oh, I, 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 he, he, his relationship with the Holy Spirit kind of sounds like me. And the minister said, well, sir. 
not to offend you, not to call you that you're wrong or, or anything like that, but we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't lean. We stand. We stand upon the word of God. We stand upon the righteousness of God. We stand upon the holiness of God. Where Jesus stood at the cross, we stand right with him. Where he was buried, we was buried. And where he rose again and seated at the right side of heaven, we are seated with him. We stand upon the word of God. When you are beholding him, you're able to stand when everybody else is leaning. When the schools are leaning, you're able to stand. When the news is leaning, you're able to stand. We talked about it last week, those two different extremes that I saw in the, in the mechanic shop. And where was our life? Life was in the middle, symbolic of Jesus who hung a cross in the middle of two individuals creating a path in the wilderness, creating a new way for us to serve him, a new way for us to live this life, a new way for us to hold our heads up and face what we have to face, not by ourselves, but with him but right beside us. Amen. Amen. I love this because when we behold him, we become more like him. And every time the boys spend time, a long time with me, they come out sounding a little bit more like me or like or or wanting to do the same things I do. All three boys, even Cohen, the more he hangs out with his dad, dad, he, he acts like his dad, dad. Why? Because he comes from we have the same DNA. And I love this because Paul said that the Holy Spirit is the one who engineers this radical transformation in your life. The Holy Spirit is the one that engineers this. So what, 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 what kind of transformation is he doing? The transformation that he's doing, he's leading you away from an inferior mindset, and he reveals to you your authentic identity. He's leading you away from an inferior mindset to where you belittle yourself, you're second-guessing, third-guessing, fourth-guessing. Well, no, 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 I, that, I couldn't hear the voice of God because I didn't do this right. The Holy Spirit is leading you away from that type of mindset, an inferior mindset, that's what that is, and he reveals to you your authentic identity. He leads you away from an inferior mindset and reveals to you your authentic identity. And we talked about this before, but Lindsay, what's my authentic identity? Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. In the Passion Translation, you can read it in whatever translation you want to as you're studying. I just chose the Passion because I like some of the, the way uh, he describes it. But Paul says, and he, talking about Abba, chose us to be his very own. Woo, we sang that earlier, didn't we? We set you up again. We be, see, if y'all pay attention to the worship, y'all know, oh, you know, not only is the spirit moving, but this is, this is a setup. But, and he, talking about Abba, chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes, watch this, with an unstained innocence. Amen? So, Lindsay, what is this saying? Your authentic identity, your true self, your most authentic self is the self that God chose before he laid the foundations of the world. Before we see in Genesis, uh, Genesis, the creation, the whole creation story, before we see him laying the bricks, him laying the dirt, him creating all these different things, he chose you. He spoke you into existence before the fall of man. You were created. So what that means is your authentic self is not bound by sin. Why? Because in the very beginning, you were created before sin was an issue, before the fall of man, before all these things, before the foundations of the universe. And most importantly, your authentic self is innocent of sin. 
It's unstained. That means it's without stain. It's been washed white as snow. It didn't, and it actually didn't have to be washed white as snow. Why? Because your authentic self was already reflecting and bearing the image of God before the foundations of the world is what this says. And what the Holy Spirit does, the work that the Holy Spirit does, he, bring, he reminds us of this. He reminds us of this. He reminds you that who the, who the Son has set free is free indeed. When the Holy Spirit is reminding you of your past, and he's reminding you of all the different mistakes you've made. Or, and he may not do it through just an audible voice, but, you know, the devil can use anybody and everybody. You, get, you know, there's some people you see and you're like, you're instantly you're reminded of so-and-so. Or you're reminded of, I remember I, we was at the restaurant last night and I was fixing to go boxes or whatever and uh and somebody you know called my name and i told kelsey i was like i did not recognize that voice and you know their back was to me so i'm trying to figure out like before i respond you know who you know who you you know like you can't just be calling me and then turn your back i gotta see who you are and when they when i saw them all these memories come out i was like oh i forgot about that point in my life you know kelsey did a tour for uh for a parent for a couple parents or whatever and uh uh, when she called me and told me who they were, because normally she don't, but they, you know, they, they said they knew me. So she's like, hey, they said they knew you. I said, who is this? She told me the names. I was like, it took me a minute. When I, when I finally put, you know, the name to face, oh, so we couldn't get through the phone conversation. I started belly laughing. I said, girl, let me tell you what me and that person used to do in high school. Like, well, we used to sit at the lunch table. And da, 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 da. She, Kelsey probably had a million things she needed to do to get off the phone, but I could not. You know, I was like, hey, you know, that, that Kelsey, that's a real one. That's a, you show him respect. You put some respect on He's a real one. You know, just all this, all this stuff. As if I wouldn't. <laughs> As if she wouldn't. You know, it is, it's just so funny. But, you know, we can, it's, it's, we can see somebody and be reminded of either good or be reminded of bad. And especially if, it's, if we're reminded of the bad, the devil loves to use that, and he will play it. He will play it like a guitar. He will play it like a video game. He will put it, he will put it on a loop in your mind. Why? To get you to not believe who God has redeemed you to be. Anything. Listen, the name of the game is distraction, derailment. You know, you ever been on a vacation and you're, you know, you got to get to a destination, but you got to stop at a, you know, got to stop for the bathroom breaks or you got to stop to get gas. The temptation is, well, while we're here, let's see what, what all is here. And if you're not careful, you know, you taking time away from the destination because you're only at, you know, the, you're not even at the exit. You're just at the rest area. You just had, and, and you know, what, what, turn, what was supposed to be uh, nutritious as far as you getting food and drinks and getting fuel for your car, what was supposed to be nutritious turns out to be a distraction. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to take everything he can, and whatever he's got to do to distract you from walking in your purpose, that's what he's going to do. Whatever he's got to say to get you to not believe that God is a good God, that's what he's going to do. He did it with Adam and Eve. Well, if he was really created in the image of God, if you really looked like God on the earth, then he say you could eat this fruit. And what did it, well, you know what? You, you, you might have a point. I mean, if I was created, why couldn't I do this? Why couldn't I do that? So therefore, they believed a lie about God, and they believed a lie about themselves. If Satan can get you to believe a lie about God, and believe a lie about yourselves, then you will go out and literally create a life that you were never meant to live. Because that's what happened with them. Created a life that they were never meant to live. 
But guess what? If we behold him, when we give him the opportunity, hey, just come be with me. When the devil tries to come in like a flood, when temptation comes in like a flood, when the opposition comes in like a flood, the Holy Spirit will raise up a standard against it. Amen. Amen. Your most authentic self, it's who the Holy Spirit reveals to you. And guess what? That that revelation, it is transformative. It is life changing. When you start to when you start to know that, OK, I, you know what? I, I, my bank account may not reflect it, but I know I am the head and not the tail. You know, I, I, I may be single, but I know I'm a catch or, you know, I, I, I may be married, but I know that I am blessed despite what I see on TV. Or, you know, I'm, I may not have the I may not have the most glamorous job, but you know what? I have a job and and that God has given me the, the strength and the ability to go to that job day in, day out and provide for whoever it is I need. to. I, you know what? Despite what it feels like, I know that my life is better than what it is. Despite what it looks like, I know that things are better than what they despite what it feels like, looks like, sounds like, tastes like here's like I know that God is working through me all things out for my good why not because I had the greatest IQ not because I read 20 chapters a day but because I love him because he said that he works all things out for the good of those who what love him Ooh. so if you got love for God guess what it's working out it's working out Lindsay don't feel like it yet that's okay it's like the wizard of Oz he's behind the curtain there's things it takes time We've talked about it before, but we serve a God who likes to cook things low and, oh, you know it. He was the, he was the original slow cooker. He was the original crock pot before. I don't know, know who created the crock pot. He was Betty Crocker before Betty Crocker. You know, I just, I just want to do that. But God loves to cook things slow and slow. What's he cooking? He's cooking the version of you that can, that can literally hold their head up even in the midst of adversity. They can, they can, they can serve, they can, they can thrive in a season of grief. Jesus. Not just forget what happened. No, thrive in a season of grief. That's when you know you're walking with the Lord. When our loved, words, our loved ones are gone, but guess what? You have not lost your mind. That's when you know you're walking with the Lord, when you've lost your loved ones, but still you can say, yeah, I, I, yeah he slay me, yeah, I still trust him. I love it because in Job chapter 25, there's a verse where it literally says Job. Now, we understand Job went through the worst. I mean, he went through the ringer. But there's a verse where it literally says that he says, God, you still stand upon the dust in the end. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, oh, Lord. Literally, I, I kind of resonated with Job just, just 10%, just slightly. I understood what he was saying. He was saying, listen, after everything I've been through. I can I, I have the emotional fortitude to where I can I can be upset with you, God. But I know at the end of the day, you still stand. You still stand. Despite everything I've been through, despite all the different things that will happen upon the earth, he still stands. And guess what? He doesn't stand alone. The righteous stand with him. So therefore, that's you. We stand with him as he stands with us. We stand in him as he stands in us. Oh, Jesus. It's not just you going to work tomorrow. It's not just you getting in your car and going home. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Lord. It's the Father. It's Abba. It's all three riding with you, walking with you. Amen. 
We sang it earlier, but really the, you know, the song says, and he walks with me. But guess what? It's not just him walking with you. It's him walking in you. It's him walking through you. There is so much more to your life than what you see in the mirror. There's so much more to your life than what people tell you. There's so much more to your life than your bank account. There's so much more to your life than your degrees and your IQ and your finances and what you bring home on the tax return. There's so much more to your life. Lindsay, what's, what, what, what more could there be? That is, that is between you and the Holy Spirit to discover. And guess what? Newsflash, the Holy Spirit already knows. I remember in Dave Robinson's book, he said in the in the in the introduction or may just been in the first chapter. I can't remember if he had an introduction. I just remember the beginning of the book. He describes when God is creating us. He describes it because Dave Robinson must have been a coffee drinker. Maybe that's why I like him so much. He, He describes it as God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit sitting around a table in a cafe. Now, then please don't be like, oh, Lindsay, believe. No, no. He just this is just an illustration. But he describes it as as God is making the plans for the earth and he's making your plans and he's making your purpose. The Holy Spirit and Jesus are right on the side of the table listening and getting all the details. So when we give the Holy Spirit permission to work in our life, he's not working his own thing. He's working what he's heard the father say. He's working the plans of the father. Amen? Amen. So why do we need to reflect the image of Christ? Why do we need to reflect Jesus? Why do we need to bear his image? Why should we submit to the transformation that the Holy Spirit does? Why? Because in the beginning, we we read it before, but in Ephesians 1, 4, in the very beginning, we bore the image of God's Son and Spirit. We already bore that, and then we lost it when Adam and Eve fell. And see, when they fell, it wasn't like them tripping on their own two feet. But no, the Bible describes it as a fallen away in their minds from reflecting the image of God. It was a falling away of them reflecting the image of Jesus. So, you know, we, 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 you know, it was a falling away of them reflecting the, or bearing the image of Elohim. So that's one of the reasons that we, we need to reflect the image of God. Why? Because we were created to do so. We were originally created to do so. Another reason we've read it before, we read it actually last week. You don't have to turn there, but Galatians 5, 21 through 25. We saw last week that the deeds of our flesh, the fruit of our flesh is wild. Somebody say wild. So, Lindsay, why do we need to reflect the image of God? One of the reasons is because if we're if we're reflecting our flesh, that's some wild stuff. I encourage you go back and, you know, go back and read it if you want to in Galatians chapter 5, verse 21 through 25. Just some of the deeds or the behaviors that come from our flesh. It is wild. In fact, the Bible talks about, you know, if we are literally living that way, we are living carnally. It's carnal living. It's carnal thinking where we're focused on ourself. It's where we're focused on our flesh, where we're only focused on those few things. And when we do that, when we reflect that, we're not reflecting Jesus. Amen? Amen. But listen, I said it before, I opened up with this, and I'll close with this. Every piece of furniture, every Lego set, every puzzle, every seed packet, because this is planting season for us. It's planting season that God is planting things within you, but also he's using this collective, this house to plant things in the community. People are paying attention to, you know, whether we realize it or not. I've had a few people uh, reach out to me that I didn't even think were paying attention. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, can, can you send us the message? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, here, I'll do it while we're on the phone then. Boom. Oh, okay, good. Oh, wait, you got more, y'all got more messages. Yeah, yeah. Oh, snap, I can binge this. I'm like, yeah, you can. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm like, yeah, right, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> but people, people are paying attention, and it's not that we want to, we want everybody all eyes on us like Tupac, all eyes on us. It's not that we want the fame, no. We want to point them to Jesus, like the shirt says. Everything points back to Jesus. Why? Because in him, in him is what we all need. Listen, my mother can be hurting, and I'm her son, and I love her. I will do whatever I need to do to help her, but I don't have the full 100% solution to whatever it is that she is hurting from. I love every person in this room. I will do whatever I need, whatever you need me to do. If you're hurting and bleeding, man, I'll, I'll, you need Band-Aids, I'll do my best to try to bandage you up. But at the end of the day, what you fully need, I can't give it to you. Amen. I love my kids so much, but if they're hurting, what they fully need, I, I, I can't fully give all of what they need. Right. We can't fully give this world what they fully need, but we can point them to who they fully need. And we, we, Lindsay, the world is so big. It is. So we start with Lexington. We start with Henderson County. We start with the people that we're going to see around at the holidays. We start with the people that we see frequently at work. We start with the people, the same people we see. Listen, me, me and one of my friends, we joke all the time because we always see each other at one of three places. Walmart gas station, Walmart, or the Chinese restaurant. And it's to the point now, I don't, I, I, I've never met her children, but I know her children now. And I call them by name, hey, how's this one? I said, oh, they're good. She's never met, she never met Kelsey. But she'll be like, how's Kelsey doing? She don't even call her Kelsey, she says Kels, as if she knows her. But she don't. She's like, how's Kels doing? How's Kellen? How's Keenan? Oh, uh, I saw uh, so-and-so, uh, Keenan had a birthday a while back, dude. How did I, what? You know, it starts with us pointing those people, the ones that we see frequently. It's not, it's not by accident that I run to this person, the same person, every time I go to one of these places. It hit me one day, I was like, Lord, why do I keep seeing her? Like, Lord, we didn't really talk that much in school. I mean, we were enemies, but it wasn't like we was BFS. Like, Lord, why do I keep seeing her, Jesus? And he said, he said, Lindsay, when are you going to tell her about me? And I remember sitting at the gas pump, I'm like, that's it, Lord, huh? That's, that's, that's what it is. And I was like, okay, Lord, maybe. You know what, Lord, okay. I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll send her something on Facebook. You don't see her on Facebook, Lindsay. And I was like, Lord, I, I <laughs> before I knew this knowledge, I, you know, I was okay. I was, I was okay. Like, I was good, Lord. You know, we don't have to do this. We don't have to go that way. I was like, okay, Lord, you're right. I don't see her on Facebook. I see her in person. And there's a reason I see her in person. So now when we see each other, I'm like, hey, how, you know, hey, hey, y all, y all, anything we need, anything you need me to be praying for? Yeah, yeah, we're, this is what's going on. Okay, that's, we're going to be praying. So it, 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 it changes things when you realize, okay, things that are going on in my life, it's not by random. God doesn't do things by random. He does things intentionally. Amen. Well, Lindsay, I got a lot going on. Then guess what? God is with you. To help you tackle all that you got going on. But not only is he there to help, tackle, help you tackle what you got on. He's there to help go through it with you. 
and then for you to help somebody else go through it. Amen. We are helpers. My dad used to say this all the time. We are helpers. One, two, uh, there, come on. So therefore, if that is true, then we got to commit to it. We got to point people to Jesus as the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. Amen. 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 But every, 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 everything that you see, it comes unassembled. The very few things that you can buy assembled, you know, but most things, the furniture, the Lego sets, the puzzles, the seed packets, everything comes unassembled. But the goal is to complete what you see on the box. For us, Jesus is our picture on the box. And guess what? The, 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 the hard thing for our flesh to hear is as the Holy Spirit is making us more and more like him, taking us from glory to glory to glory. The finish line is not tomorrow. You becoming like Jesus, the picture on the box, it's not going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, not five years, not 20 years. It is a lifelong transformation, which is good if we think about it. That means that there's not a day that the Holy Spirit is, isn't working within us. That means that he's not, you know, you know, he's not taking vacation days or holidays. He's not calling in sick. You know, me, I, you know, I, in, a, in like a less than a week and a half or whatever, get to finally have a holiday, and I'm looking forward to it. The work of the Holy Spirit is not like that. 24-7, he's working. 24-7, he's shaping and molding you to look more and more like Jesus. He's shaping you and molding you to sound more and more like Jesus, to have faith, to grip upon the word of God like Jesus. He's shaping us and molding us. The process of us becoming like Jesus, it's not, over light, not overnight. But it goes from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. I mean, it keeps on going. How exciting is that to know that this week, okay, this week I'm walking in a level of glory. And by the end of this week, as the Holy Spirit has done what he's doing, guess what? It's another level of glory. And if we want to be technical, we get new mercies every day. The mercy clock, the mercy meter starts over every day. So every day, another day of glory. And as I submit to the Holy Spirit, as I open the mirror and look upon Jesus and get acquainted with him, reacquainted with him, as I get re-familiar with him, more familiar with him, as I spend more time with him, as he molds me and shapes me, guess what? Oh, 12 a.m. again. Oh, guess what? We got a new level of glory that we get to walk in. Oh, 12 a.m. again. We got a new level of glory. Oh, 12 a.m. again. I got a new level of mercy I get to operate in. Oh, it's another day, another opportunity for me to go to another level level of glory. Oh, it's another month, another opportunity for me to take people with me as I climb higher into a new level of glory. Oh, it's another day. Oh, it's another day. Oh, it's another day. Oh, it's another opportunity for me to look and sound and act like Jesus. Amen. Amen. My kids, they don't need daddy. They need Jesus through daddy. My wife doesn't need Lindsay. She needs Jesus through Lindsay. Your family, they don't just need you. They need Jesus through you. We got to commit to this. Amen. It's planting season and this is what he's planting in us. But guess what? As he plants himself, your inferior self, it goes away. Little by little. The trust and confidence that you lack, little by little it goes away. Kelsey said something to me the other night that just, oh man, it boosted my confidence. I remember I got in the bathroom, I was cleaning up and getting ready to go to bed and I was just, I'm looking in the mirror, I was like, but you heard what she said. 
you heard what your wife said. And then the spirit kicked over and I'm like, Lord, did you hear what she said about me? I said, Lord. I said, you feel that way times a thousand, don't you? And I remember I come out of the bathroom and I told her, I said, I said, hey, babe. I said, you know what? I said, I really appreciate you saying that. I said, and I feel like where the Lord mentally has me five or ten years ago, I didn't have this type of trust or confidence in Jesus like I have now. I'm not fully there, and I will never be fully there until I'm face-to-face with him. I said, but I, I, I told her, I said, I, I, I sensed the working of him. I, I'm starting to see the fruit of what he's been sowing. I said to the point now we're like, I told her, I said, if you're for me, great. But if you're not for me, I don't lose sleep over it. it, it if, if somebody's not calling me, I'm not losing sleep too much over it now. Like, and to the point where she'll say, hey, did you see where so-and-so? I'm like, who's so-and-so? And she's like, you remember so and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I forgot because I'm so focused on what he's doing with me now. I I don't remember what the past, I don't fully remember what the past was like. I mean, there's times where the devil will try to bring it up, but just to sit and dwell on it, that's not me. I'm I'm focused on the work. I'm focused on the planting that he's doing within me. I'm focused on the people that I get to see week in and week out. I'm focused on the work of the spirit. I'm focused on the work of the farmer. I'm focused on being a branch connected to the vine and the vine connected to the vine dresser. I'm focused on just being a sheep. Can you focus on just being a sheep? Can you focus on just being loved? Like we sang earlier, can you focus on just being loved by Abba? Can you focus on just belonging to him? And as much as I love the verse, oh, the verses of the verses of those songs, oh, it's good. You're more real than the ground I'm standing on. You're more real than the breath that I'm breathing in my lungs. But at the end of the day, when we get to the chorus, the chorus is the most overwhelming part because you're just Abba. Oh, Papa, I belong to you. Everything that I have, it belongs to you. And I guarantee you this. I don't guarantee much. Sound like an infomercial. I guarantee this. Because you belong to him, he will take care of you. It may not. Lindsay, I, well, this still, this happened and this happened. And where was he this? Yes. Living in a fallen world, things will happen. But the guarantee that we have is you will not be alone. And you will not go through it alone. And as much as our flesh doesn't like to hear that at the end of the day, that is, that's a blessing more than we can realize. Because there's a difference when you're going through stuff alone and when you have people around you. And God said that you will not be alone. That means that we have the attention of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, but also in Hebrews it says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And, and if I could get personal for a minute, our loved ones that got to go to heaven, they're a part of that great cloud of witnesses. We may not see them, but they are surrounding us. Along with all the ones that made it into the hall of faith, the Bible says cheering you on. Lindsay, what are they cheering me on to do? To become more like Jesus. To reflect him, amen? To behold him. Listen, we become like him when we behold him. I encourage you this week, create opportunities to behold him. Create opportunities just to open up your word. Create opportunities to, to, to silence the phone for five minutes. Just set a five-minute timer, especially parents, because, listen, five minutes 
can feel like a year to the kids. And they, in those five minutes, they could tear down every wall in the room. <laughs> every crumb in the, they find snacks that were covered and buried somewhere. <laughs> Listen, I remember as a, when we lived in Florida, I, I decided I thought it'd be smart, and I blocked off certain areas in the apartment, sat in the in the little TV room, and I decided to take a nap while the boys watched cartoons. I was only asleep maybe 15 minutes, only 15 minutes, and I woke up and see the walls in our apartment were white. But when I looked, there was a big old spot like this. It wasn't white. It was it was permanent marker black. And I was, I woke up. I was, we definitely not getting the deposit back. So I understand that we are, our, our schedules are busy. But create space. If you, listen, if you create the time, oh, you will not regret it. You will not, he knows how busy your life is. But if you give him the time or day, he will, oh, not only will he make the most of it, you will benefit from it so much. There's, there will be, like I said earlier, there will be a level of peace that you will walk in. If you can start your day out spending time with him, if you can give it, if you can set aside five, 10 or 15 minutes. And in those five or 10, 15 minutes, you don't have, you don't have to say a whole lot. All you got to say is, hey, Lord, this is your time. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say. And then just shh, get quiet. Fight the temptation of falling asleep, whatever you got to do. If that means opening up the Bible, if that means walking around, standing up, praying, speaking in tongues, singing songs, but give him that space. Amen. May I encourage you every day this week, make this a habit. Start off the day with him. Start off the day beholding him. Start off the day beholding him. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, thank you so much for today. Jesus, you are so awesome. Thank you for listening to the True North Church podcast. If you're not already following us on social, check out our website at truenorth731.com to find direct links to our pages. Also, if you would like to contribute to the work we are trying to do, you can click the safe and secure giving link and follow the prompts. Thank you for helping us build and strengthen our community. Until next time, have a great day.